This is Day for Night with Caridad Svich, a series that looks at the intersection between theater and poetry, and the edgelands in the wilderness. In today's episode, to mark season two of this podcast, I'm going to start with new material actually written today. Uh, and so it's it's from a piece that is uh, in progress, and its title at the moment is Memories of Overdevelopment. I'm not going to contextualize it, uh, I'm just going to read it, uh, this section. Uh, here we go. I'm sitting with my mates in the car. It's a cold day in the middle of August, freak cold. We're pissed out of our minds, our bourbon and beer. We're driving to a secret concert. Our favorite band is playing at their house. Well, their mansion. We don't have proof of this. It's merely a rumor, but we have it on good authority that the rumor is true. Our goal is simple. Keep drinking until we get there and bask in the band's glory for as long as we can. The band's secret concerts are legend. Word has it that they can last upwards of four hours or more. Endless jams, spontaneous theatrics, the works. My mates and I love the works. Our lives are boring. We live in a shit town and have shit jobs, and all we dream about is leaving. While we're in the car, my mates start talking about their favorite dictators. It's a game we play. It started back when we were kids and we wanted to take a piss out of history. It was a joke, in other words, but one that we shared. One of my mates, let's call them Frank, loves this game a little too much. Some of us think they might be a Nazi. We don't say this, of course, because whenever we talk politics for real, our focus is on the warlords of capitalism with a big C. Loads of emphasis on the C. But we're a little scared of Frank, because what if they are, you know? And what if we're implicated by association? We try to stay cool. We play our stupid game. The names of tyrants and dictators knife through the air in a flurry. Trujillo or Mugabe, Mao or Stalin, Castro or Napoleon, Mussolini or Franco, Tito or Maduro, Pinochet or Videla. We're tossing the names out while we go through catalogs of their atrocities. Who was the most charismatic strongman? Why do some people still think Napoleon was a hero? Is it because of all the paintings and monuments? And where will Bashar al-Assad end up? in the rankings once historians have their say. We play for money. Whoever tells the best story of each dictator wins, and everyone else has to buy them all the drinks at the concert. And believe me, no one wants to end up buying the drinks. So we play hard for peeps. We're revved up. We each take our turn. My mates are good at this. Like I said, it's a game, and each time we play it, we add details from research or make up ones. Because we figure nobody really cares if you embroider history a little. Do they? 
I tell them, I want to be a historian someday, or maybe a documentarian. Yes, definitely a documentarian. They think it's funny. It sounds dead boring to them, because they've never heard of any famous documentarians living thrilling lives in amazing cities. I tell them, okay, what about Anthony Bourdain? They look at me like I'm crazy. He wasn't a documentarian, but he was, I say, in his own way. Now they're having none of it. He was just messed up with food and got high, didn't he? Wasn't he a heroin addict? Yes, but that was only part of his life. He was an amazing chef and he, he traveled all over the world. He had his own show and everything, remember? They look at me with a group shrug. So I decide not to press on. I know I won't be able to convince them about Bourdain tonight, but one day, Frank is really getting into the game. They start listing atrocities by the hundreds and thousands. They've memorized all sorts of weird shit, stuff none of us have ever heard about. They're mixing stuff that Videla did in Argentina with stuff that Franco did in Spain. Really getting into the torture porn? My mates and I are starting to get put off. It doesn't feel like a game anymore. It feels like Frank is getting turned on by all this shit, and it's fucking creepy. They're like, hey, all right, you win, Frank. Take it easy. But they're not letting up. It's like they're possessed or something. One of my mates rolls down the window. Franks looks at them and grabs them by the throat, cursing like a mother, saying they're going to kill their family and shit. We're like, whoa, enough now. This is just a game, right? Frank looks at us. Like a massive dark cloud has come over them. Like they can't even see us. They shake their hands off my mate's throat, breathe, lean back in the car seat, pressing their thumbs into the holes of their jeans. We ride on in silence, cold air moving through us like the dead of winter on the heat. One of my mates takes a swig of their beer. Another takes a hit off their weed. Another turns to their music player and hits shuffle, just to get us all feeling something else, clear the air kill the bad vibes. Suddenly, Frank starts to bawl like a baby, tears streaming down their face, a mighty rage. They're not saying words, they're just crying, and they're not tears of contrition. They're epic tears against the universe. The mates pay them no mind. They don't want to get into it. They want to have a good time. They just want to get to the concert, and Frank being a spoiler tonight. I look out into the night air, wondering what set Frank off as my mate's music kicks in and Antony and the Johnsons wail about Hitler in my heart. And that's from a piece of progress called Memories of Overdevelopment. And that's today's episode, first episode of season two. As always, this is about you and I in this theater. You there in the dark, and I here, wondering who you are. Thanks for listening.
ไม่ได้เป็นไร